Welcome back to QT with a Pod. Alright everyone, we are back with yet another episode. So a few weeks ago, I took a break from recording um, my podcast and I took it to Instagram and was just asking for suggestions and a suggestion popped up that I was so excited to talk about. So one person said they want an episode about how to unapologize well unapologetically put ourselves first specifically black women and how this thinking system has not been ingrained into us at a young age and i was like let's do it because that's definitely a wonderful topic i feel like so many black women in my lives even not even just black women like a lot of women but i'm black so i can speak to black um don't put themselves first because you don't want to be seen as selfish or you don't want to have that negative, if it, it, it's a quote unquote negative connotation around putting yourself first. And it also bothers me whenever like something happens to people. So let's say like a breakup or like just some rift in their life and their retaliation against the situation is always, I'm putting myself first. I'm thinking about myself. People are going to feel it. And it's like, no, sis, you should have been putting yourself first. You like you should be the most important thing in your life, because without you, you won't be able to do anything for anyone. So, of course, I love the number three. I like to work in threes and fives. Um, So I have three ways or three mindsets you can adopt to kind of start putting yourself first. And just to give like a little background information about myself in this situation, I remember I have been called selfish in the past by people because I made it clear that like if it doesn't make me happy or it doesn't serve me or my purpose, I don't really want to be involved. And I do think that sometimes I can be a little stubborn with that. Um, I'm very like, no, this doesn't make sense. I'm not doing it type of person um and I think it's worked in my work to my benefit mostly like there hasn't been a time where I reflect back and I'm like dang I should have been a bit more flexible or I should have did this thing that I know I didn't want to do because at the end of the day like wasting your time is the worst feeling ever feeling like I did not want to do that or I shouldn't have done that. That is the worst feeling in this world because you could have been doing something else, sis. You could have been at home painting your nails instead of going out to the bar to meet these people that you know you didn't want to meet. All right, so let's get into it. How to put yourself first. So number one, I think the most important thing is to believe you are the most important thing in your life. Your goals should be in the forefront, like period. Think about yourself. You can't help anyone in your life, like your family, your friends, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, if you are not feeling 100%. And I always thought this was very intuitive. Like, of course, put yourself first. Like, that's rule number one. But a lot of people don't feel that. I've seen, like, friends of mine neglect themselves or truly, like, throw themselves out there to make sure that They are serving other people's needs. Um, So yeah, please make sure that you are 
making yourself the number one priority in your life. Second thing is knowing when to say no and how to say no. I think this is, I know this is also very, very important. Like if you don't want to do something, you need to let it be known and you need to stand in your decision. You can question it in private, but don't, don't question it with other people. Um, and there should be a balance. So this is just around your boundaries, kind of setting boundaries. So making sure that you, if you are holding yourself to that high standard, like you are like, I am number one in my life. Of course, that comes with boundaries. So making sure that you are not putting yourself in compromising situations, um, making sure that the things you do or that you engage in actually make you happy. There should never be a reason that you're doing something and you feel unhappy. And and I'm not 100% like every single thing I've done, like I don't regret it. But most of the things, yes. Um, there have been times where, of course, I've went out with people and I'm just like, that was a waste of my time. Or I've done something for someone and I was like, I shouldn't have done that. But of course, all those are learning experiences. And I don't want to make it seem like you need to be saying no to every little thing because then, like, literally at that point, like, what is your purpose in life? Like, we are social creatures and social beings. You have to interact with people. So I know all of us want to have this persona where it's like, no, I said what I said and I stand behind it. But sometimes you will say yes. But in general, if it doesn't make you happy, if it's not contributing to your goals, if you just don't want to do it, it doesn't align with your brand, say no. With that, you have to accept the fact that people are going to be mad at you. So you can't say no and then feel regret around it, knowing that you made the best decision for yourself and someone else is mad about it. Because this, they're going to be mad regardless. They really are. So yeah, just finding that perfect balance between knowing when to say no, knowing how to say no, because it is a fine line to, to balance. Um, and then, then the last thing, definitely practice self-care and self-love. And I mean that in every sense of the word. So from the bubble baths, to the masks, to forcing yourself to face your demons, journaling, paying your bills, like all taking care of yourself in every sense of the word is self-care. And if you don't take care of yourself and value yourself, I sound like a preacher now, but no. But seriously, if you don't do that for yourself, how in the world will anyone else do it? You can't expect that is literally putting yourself first, like making sure that you are taken care of. If things in your household are not taken care of, you are not putting yourself first. If you're making sure that Billy John, Sally Sue and Megan are good in your life and then you go home and you're a complete wreck, you can't do anything for anyone. You just can't. So this one was very short and brief, and I also wanted to add something else in the end. So just to go over the three things again, let me flip my page. How to put yourself first. One, believe you are the most important thing in your life. Two, know when to say no and how to say no. And three, practice self-love and self-care. Okay. With that, now I've been listening to an audiobook. I typically do not listen to audiobooks. I like physical books. I like to read them, turn the pages, highlight, etc. Um, but I was like, 
let me just try an audiobook. Let me do it. So I've been listening to You Are a Badass. I think that's just the title of it. It's just You Are a Badass. And of course, this book has been really popular. Everyone has read it, I feel like, except me. I, I always thought like, oh, it's cliche. Like, what is it going to say that every other book has not said? And if you have not read You Are a Badass, please, 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 please read it. Like either just listening to it or I, I want to buy the book now because there are things that I want to physically read and highlight because that book is so empowering. I sound like a stand. I'm kind of standing the book. So three things that stood out for me in the, the premise of the entire book, like she is just saying, love yourself. Like literally every chapter ends with here are the steps to do this. Most importantly, love yourself. So in this chapter of the book, I believe she was talking about like just how to love life or how to be the best at life. And then she named three action steps and I need to share with you. Okay, so the first one she said was to see what you can get away with. You should view life as like a game you're playing in a sense. You know, like that mischievous kid is like, what can I get away with? I wonder how I can push buttons. So for me, it would be like, instead of saying, I want to start a podcast, it would be like, I want to see if I can create a multi-million dollar empire based on my personality. I just want to see. So it, it, it's, you still have that element of curiosity. You are still trying to learn something. It's still fun. You don't have all the pressure on it, but it's just like, I just want to see. I just want to see if I can get to a million followers on Instagram. I just want to see if I could get this job. I just want to see if I can do it. So start saying things like that because when you do say I will do this. And she does mention this in the book. Like you should start saying I will do things instead of I should or I could. It creates, it, it puts stress on the situation. So kind of removing the stress from your situations will make you more actively pursue them in a sense. Okay. Second thing she brings up is learn how to lose track of time. So there are things that we all love to do. And when you do them, like you just absolutely lose track of time. So finding out what those things are and honing in on those things, because those are the things you love. You're not looking at the clock. Like some of us have jobs where we are literally staring at the clock, dreading the time we have to start working and waiting for the time we can clock out. But if we start practicing and honing in on the things that make us lose track of time, we'll be happier. Um, and then the last thing she mentioned is keep being the beginner. So when we're like learning how to do things, it kind of, we want, we're curious. We are, we want to, it's okay if we make mistakes, right? We're not taking ourselves so seriously. It's just like, ah, oh, I'm just learning, but okay. But as you keep practicing things, like, of course you'll be, become an expert. But when you become an expert and you start viewing yourself as an expert and you start thinking, taking things too seriously, it takes the fun out of it. So at the same time, hone in on your skill, but still keep it fun. Like, remember why you started doing it and remember how you felt when you started doing it. So that was just a side note that I wanted to add because if you not have not read that book, please read it because there are a lot of gems in there. Um, overall, I really feel like she was saying, you know, tap into your inner child. 
because it seems like once we reach a certain age or attain a certain level of education or just anything, we stop just having fun in life. And I feel like when you are having fun, that's when you feel the most fulfilled in a sense. So that's my quick, it, this, this was like kind of like a rant, but not really. So really how to put yourself first, like is learning you and tapping into all the things that make you, you and doing those things for you and not feeling bad about it. Now, why are we taught at a younger age not to put ourselves first? I think that's very contextual, but just speaking broadly, like when I thought about it, like just thinking about how sons and daughters are raised in black households or even Hispanic households. Um, I don't know how it is in other cultures. Let me know. But um, we, there's the old saying, we raise our daughters, but we love our sons. So we raise our daughters to learn how to be sufficient. Like you are going to know how to do this, this, and the third. Like you're very independent. You know how to do these things for the most part. But with sons, it's like they are just loved and it's just like, let me nurture you and kind of, let me nurture you and let you, let you bruise yourself. Like, think about it. Boys can go outside and it's like, let boys be boys. Let boys explore. Let boys dream. Let boys um, do whatever the hell they want to do. But with girls, it's more so you need to keep these strict limitations. You need to be realistic. You, there are a lot of guidelines set around like how we raise girls because we want to quote unquote protect them. But you're raising the girls to protect them, but then you're raising the boys to just do whatever. So I think just doing that, women are naturally like always overthinking things, always wondering how they're being perceived, always wondering just always overthinking. Meanwhile, men are just like, this is my land. I will do as I please because boys will be boys at the end of the day. Now, me just reflecting on my own upbringing, I, I have a sister, but my sister is eight years older than me. She didn't really live in a house with me. She moved out at an earlier age and moved in with my grandma. So, I really do consider myself as the only child at times because that was my experience. Um, so I didn't really grow up with the quote unquote grow up with a sibling until like my nephew moved in with my mom and I. And still to this day, like I still consider myself the only child. But I say all that to say I had no other choice but to worry about myself and put myself first. So I never had to worry about sharing or comparing myself to the comparing my upraising to the way my mom raised my brother or sister I didn't have that context so I had no other choice but to put myself first and I have been called selfish many times as I referenced earlier because I do put myself first because that's that's all I had to worry about and I used to think that was a bad thing I did, and I was like, how can I be more giving? How can I be more? It made me feel like I was just a bad person because I wasn't that like giving and open person for everyone. And I mean, I just realized as time went on, I'm just selective with who I do open up to and who does get to get those pieces 
of me because you should be selective with your energy. I think I'm adding that to the list. I know I work on power of threes, but four, be selective with your energy. Anyways, I'm going to close this podcast out now. I am hoping and praying that it made sense to you. I feel like I was just having, every podcast is me having a conversation, but I really felt like I was just talking to my friends right now, but I'm just talking to myself. Anyways, if you are not following me at Big Kwee on Instagram, please make sure that you find me and follow me. Let's talk there. Let's grow and learn together. Please also follow the podcast page at QT with a pod. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure that you subscribe. Please make sure that you rate. Please make sure that you review. I love you so much. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. Bye.